we are going to learn today, start our learning today, reading from a letter from the Baal Shem Tov. And not just a letter, the letter from the Baal Shem Tov. There's, uh, the truth is, we, as far as I know, this is the only thing that we have um, that's purported to be written by the Baal Shem Tov. Everything else that we have in the name of the Baal Shem Tov is written by other people. And this is a letter that the Baal Shem Tov wrote to his brother in of Gershon Kittiver, that we'll, we'll get to in a moment, um, but I'll just tell you why we're going to learn it, is because, first of all, if you learn Hasidut, you should know this letter, <laughs> that's Pajut, um, and, um, and also because for the next few classes, I want us to get into the Rebbe's writings in a Sefer called Nevoha Sharim, where he's laying out the, the grand vision of what the core of the Baal Shem Tov's teaching is in the world. Not only conceptually what is the idea, but, but what in, in, in practice and in reality, what is its purpose, what is its um, evolutionary meaning, um, and, and how, how are we um, then able to, to connect with that and, and, and put that into practice. So. That will be like a couple couple sessions because he he, right, he has a lot to say and it's, it's good stuff, um, but but his way in is is by referencing the letter of Bashanto, so so I want us to look at that letter together. Also, was Bashanto's yard recently, so it's good to still sort of if the decorations from Shuvot are up and we can still bask in the in the So I'll read and, and translate and uh, the parts that I want to. Focus on more in depth. They're going to be towards the end of the of the letter, but uh, we're going to read it in his flow. Okay. Rosh Hashanah, Shnat Taf Kuf Zayin, which I believe is seventeen forty six. Rosh Hashanah, seventeen forty six. Somebody can check the map if they want to. Rosh Hashanah, Shnat Taf Kuf Zayin. Asiti Hashpaat Aliyat Haneshama Kayadulach. Kayadulach. He's writing to his his uh, his brother Rav Gershom Kitiver, who was living in Eretz Yisrael at the time. He's saying, I, I did a, I took an oath, which um, my, my method for my soul ascending on a high. As you're familiar with. And I saw wondrous things in my vision that I had not seen from the day I, you know, that I ever came into consciousness. I never saw anything like this before. What I saw, what I learned in, a, in, in ascending to there is impossible for me to speak or to tell, even mouth to mouth. If you were sitting here with me, I wouldn't even be able to describe to you what it was. However, the Baal Shem Tov says, when I, when I returned again to Gan Eden Hatachto, the lower Gan Eden, I guess if you know, if you know these places, you know where, where you are. Um, and I saw there a number of souls, those of those of living, those of the dead, those who I know, those who I don't know, countless, countless souls, rising and falling, running and returning. They were all rising and returning in an attempt to um, ascend from one realm to the next. 
by means of the amud, that pillar, that passageway that is known to those who who know the the hidden wisdom. It was with in, in, in such immense joy that it would exhaust the mouth to try to speak of it, and the it would weigh down the ear to listen to it, um, to try to capture what this joy was. Remember, there's on Rosh Hashanah. So it's Yom Hadin also. It says, also, I saw many souls of many um, wicked people who were returning in Shuva and whose iniquities had been forgiven. Because at this moment, what I was beholding was a immense etratzon, time of divine favor which the Baal Shem Tov says, to my own eyes, was wondrous how many, how many of them were being accepted in Juba. There were, were people there who you also know. And, and they too were joined in this great joy and also ascended to a, to a, greater, a greater level of and he says all the souls they were coming to him and and uh, and and requesting we're reading the letter from brother-in-law they're requesting and, and begging him please with your great Knowledge and understanding can you, of, of, of all that's, that we're experiencing, can you come up with us to that place to, to support us and help us continue? And because I saw such joy among them, I said, Good, I'll go up with you. Okay. So I'm going to skip the parentheses here. He says, And I asked my teacher, who was a Bashanto's teacher? Anybody? Chia Shiloni. Chia Shiloni, who was uh, a Bashanto's spiritual teacher, um, was a, a teacher of uh, Elio Hanavi. He's a figure in Tanakh and times of Yeravan ben Nevat. Uh, he's mentioned as well. Bashanto asked Chia Shiloni, his teacher, to come and ascend with him. Because it's, it's, it's very dangerous, it's risky business to go into to higher realms. Because from the time I've begun my path in this world, I've never gone to these places that I, that I ascended on And I went one level after the next, rising. So I entered into the chamber, the room of Mashiach. That's where Mashiach is, is learning Torah with all of the Tanaim, all of the Tzadikim, and with the seven shepherds, the pillars of, of leadership of Am Yisrael. And I saw immense joy there. And I didn't know, understand, what was this joy about? I thought maybe they were all rejoicing because I had died and left the world and they were receiving me. But then they told me afterwards, no, 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 you haven't died yet. 
But rather, they explained him what are they, what's this great celebration about? Is that there's immense pleasure and enjoyment above when the Baal Shem Tov is when he is taking what he has learned from, from all of these, those that came before him and he's, he's unifying things, making unifications in the lower realms. But the quality of this joy is something I, I never, never, never knew, never knew until this moment. And I asked Mashiach, when is the Master going to arrive? When are you going to come? This is a Loshon brought from Gemara Sanhedrin. Maybe some of you are familiar with the story. It's going to the gates of the city. But Loshon asked Mashiach, when are you going to come? This, this, this is the way you will know. This will be the indicator of my coming. In the time when your teaching is made known, it's revealed throughout the world. And your wellsprings will burst outward all that I have taught you and all that you have understood. It's interesting to hear too that Mashiach is, is, is speaking about himself as Vashem's teacher. What I have taught you will be known in the world. Ah, so what does it mean that the world's going to know your teachings? That they too, I mean, everybody else, will also be able to perform these acts of yichud, these unifications, these, these divine fixings, and aliyot, and these soul ascensions, kamocha, like you. And when that happens... All, all externality will, will, will fall away. It will be a great time of, of redemption. So basically the Mashiach is saying, the time of Mashiach will be when the whole world will be Baal Shem And then obviously there will be nothing holding back that redemptive reality. Now the Baal Shem says, And I was astounded by this. I was incredible. I was in incredible pain. I asked him a question: Where are you going to come? And he basically said to me, "It's going to take forever." <clears throat> I was in incredible pain of how long this was going to take. <clears throat> when would this possibly ever be able to to happen? Like. It, Basically, it sounds like an impossible answer, right? Think about it. To do Yehudim and Aliyot, Kamocha. Sounds like an impossible answer, yeah? Like a nice way of saying never. However, the Baal says, I, I, there were three, there were a few things that I learned in this experience, 
there were three skulot that I learned and three holy names that I learned. And these were very easy and simple things to teach and explain to people. Vinit karer dati. So my, 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 my conscience was soothed by this. Because I thought to myself, okay, well, at least I learned some good tools and I'll teach those to people. And then the, the, the others in my generation will be able to reach my, my madriga. Because I, I got these precious teachings there and that, that will do it. Meaning that they'll also be able to have their souls rise above and to learn and to comprehend like I do. However, they told me that I didn't have permission to teach these things that I learned for the rest of my life. And then I, I, I asked, can I at least teach my brother-in-law? He's a tzaddik, Kidrick. I teach him. But they said, no, you're absolutely forbidden from, from sharing any of these teachings. And I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm sworn to, to hold by this. So it sounds pretty disappointing. Yeah, like more than disappointing. It sounds like the Baal basically is describing an experience where he he sees what is possible and he is told in the clearest terms imaginable, this is only possible for you. <coughs> and the rest of the world is never going to, going to reach what, what you see. And I, when I say what you see, I don't just mean this Aliyah Neshama, this particular experience, but Bichlal. This, this redemptive vision, this messianic way of, of perceiving the world. I mean, the Mashiach is, is referred to as his teacher here. You know, imagine this person who's, who's learning the Torah of Mashiach, and he's wanting to know, what, well, when is the world going to catch up? And Mashiach basically says, they're not going. And then he says, oh, well, well at least I learned some good, uh, some, some simple ways to teach everyone. Like, no, 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 you can't teach them those things. So you can't teach the shortcuts. And the only answer is the, is the long cut. And the Baal Shem says, well, how is that ever going to happen? Ach zot ani modiacha. Ve'ashem ye be'ezrecha lenochach Hashem darkecha ve'al yalizu. He says, however, ach, however, despite all this, zot ani modiacha. This I will tell you. This much I, I, I'm, I'm going to say. And God will be, may God be um, before you and, and accompanying you on your, on your path. In parentheses here say, especially in the, in, the, in the Holy Land, but, you know, I don't know, there's probably different versions, that's what the parentheses are In the time of your prayer, when you're learning, and each and every word that you utter, anything that exits your lips, have the intention to 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 unify a divine name. Because in a, each and every letter, 
There are universes. There are souls. There's divinity. And those, all of those qualities that hanging on every single letter, suffusing every single letter that you utter, they rise up, they connect, they unify with one another. And then those letters themselves all unite together and, and they create words. And they cause a true unity in godliness, in, in divinity. And include your soul together with them in each one of these qualities, in those olamot, in those neshamot, in that elohut, in those letters, in those words. Bring your soul to participate in those yichudim, in that coming together, that's happening in, in each element. And when this happens, all realms of existence will come together as one and rise up. And will bring about a kind of joy and pleasure that is boundless to help you understand you can think of the joy of a, of a bride and groom in their smallness in their physical existence it's it's that on a on a much more expansive and, and higher level above and certainly God will be by your aid and that your help and everything that you turn to, you will find success and grasping. Give to the wise and they will become even wiser. Give to the wise and they will become even wiser. They will grow in wisdom. So on some level, if it were not for this paragraph, I, I don't think there would be such thing as chassidut. <laughs> I don't think there would be chassidut in, in the world. Because if the Baal Shem Tov had an experience where he's encountering the Mashiach and, and asking this question, how am I going to fulfill my mission here? Yeah, How are we going to bring about this thing? And the Mashiach is basically saying, well, you're going to have to like walk around the earth and teach each and every single person everything you know so that they can reach your level. Mashallah knows that that's impossible. And the shortcuts and the tricks and the, the magic words, that's also not allowed. It's extremely defeating. In my mind, the godlut of this is in these words, Achzot ani modiacha. But this much, but this I'm going to tell you. But this I'm going to say. But this I'm going to say. In a sense, it feels like, well, let me ask you something. We read this letter. Where does the Bashan get this part from? Let's think about what he actually said. What's the content of what he said? Uh-huh. 
wow, at least we have this. Right. What, why is it only that we only have this one letter? How could that be? Of his writings? I think he, you know, there's different Masoras. Either he refused to write or he destroyed his writings or a combination of both. So it could be this is purposeful that he wanted this to be the only I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Choliot. Choliot. You know, there's a story that uh, the Baal Shem Tov once uh, was, was sitting at home and he heard this, like, scratches at his window and he looked outside and he saw Shady. You have to understand it. Any, any of the stories of Baal Shem Tov, this is just like somebody living in the spirit. Yeah. So he sees demons. And they're like laughing and, and when he goes out and they start running away and he chases them down and finally he encounters them and, and they're all huddled around something. And he's like, what, what's going on here? What do you have in your hands? And they said, we have your writings. And he said, show them to me. And they showed him these and he said, ah. I didn't say a single word. I mean, it was like one of his students like wrote down the secret teachings, but but once it was on paper, he looked at me and he's like, this isn't my teaching. Meaning, to answer your question, it's like, Vashem saying, my teaching is not something you put down on paper. It's, and when we look in, in what he says to Rav Gershom Kittifer, so what does he say to him? It could be, like you're saying, maybe he's dropping hints of things that he learned, but but he's he's not saying anything specific. Lehefech. He's saying something incredibly all-inclusive. Every word, letter, is suffused with layers upon layers upon layers of reality, of meaning, of existence. And it depends on us bringing a quality of kavana to what we're saying, what we're involved in, and to bring ourselves into it. Meaning, there's a few few levels to this. First level is the Basham is already starting with what? With, with letters. Okay, and this, the Torah of the letters is, is really central to the Basham whole Derek. What does it mean to be conscious of letters? <clears throat> to be to shifting focus towards otiot. So, on, on some level, f- for starters, it's uh, it's forcing us to break our conventional ways of thinking about things and relating to things. Because none of us think in letters. None of us speak in letters. We don't even read in letters. Most of us don't even read words. When I'm reading a book, I'm just remembering and quickly quickly recognizing patterns that I've seen before and putting my brain's putting them together a million miles a minute and telling me what it what that word is. But it's all habitual, it's all something I learned already. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? It's all just recreating the past. And if the Balshavas were to say, have a lot of kavana in your learning and in your tefillah, and, and that would be great too. But the Balshavas is not saying that. The is like, I want to just, I want to, I want you, every time you're, you're speaking, you're learning, you're davening, you're, you're relating to something, you want to touch its kedusha, you got to break what you think before. You got to break out of the word. And tune into ot. To otiot. And not only to Otiot, because if you're turning into Otiot, it's like, okay, there's an Aleph, there's a Vav, there's a Taf, it says Ot. 
He said, no, no, no. Th- that one letter has infinite potentiality in it. Infinite energy and reality to it. it it's, it, it's in a sense, it's, it's not about thinking and understanding. When you say OTR, you mean signs? I mean, I mean simply stated letters. Mm-hmm. Simply stated, I mean letters. However, there's a reason we call a letter a sign. We know it is a letter, but the reason we, we call a letter a sign is because we, we're, we're in a saying that's an indicator, it's pointing towards something. So what I'm saying, a single letter has infinite potentiality in it. And, and to just start by bringing that awareness of Okay, so he's talking to Rav Gershon Kittiver, who himself is talking Chacham and Etzadik and Abkuba, Lechaven Shem. Fine, forget Lechaven Shem. Simply say, what would it mean for us to be Mechaven Hashem when we say something? Just say, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with names of God here. I'm dealing with ways of the modes of divine expression. A name of God is 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 a divine self-expression. Like, can I can I relate to the things? that I'm touching in their essential quality of this is God making God known in this particular way. Not because I see it and understand it, but because that is what it is in essence. And, and, and to touch that sort of genetic coding of reality, <laughs> which is where the Elohut, where that divine force that divine reality is, is is just flowing through through all that is and suffusing all that is and giving reality and life to all that is and even more as we'll see in P.S. Esner's words and to understand that that human life that the, the, the life of the universe like olamot, neshamot, alohut the, the ongoing life of, of, of the divine it's all there in that most micro reality in that most the smallest moment it's it's all right there and to the path the path of relating to god of serving god is to is to turn my awareness towards that with every single passing moment with every letter of every word that i'm uttering of everything i'm, I'm learning i'm davening and beyond that so on uh, a simple sense i would say the yached to, to unify God's name. I mean, for example, we have this. This is an old, we have this idea already in Chazal that I mean, we have we have in the Torah too. You know, you remember a few weeks ago we learned about the person who the blasphemer, the one who cursed God, the one who was Nokev Vayikov Et Hashem. It was at the end of Parsha Emor, I believe. So we don't know exactly what the guy said or did but the Torah says that he did something called Lakov et Hashem and that it means it to puncture the name it's to puncture God's name Nekev a Nekev a Nekev is a hole is a puncture in a sense it's to you know, and, and, and then also Chazal speaks, for example, about as long as Amalek is in, is in the world, the name of God isn't whole. Ein Hashem Shalem, Ein Akisa Shalem. 
what, what does that even mean? You, you would think, okay, well, God is God. Like, why is there, well, how could God's wholeness be impinged upon? By, by, by people? By th- some, some, some jerk says something? Some nation wages war? Like, what's that about? Well, we see already the interaction here is that we're not talking about God not being whole. We're talking about God's name not being whole. And the name is how God is known. Right? And, and the, the fissures in the consciousness of humanity, of our awareness of God, this is what we're, this is on some level what we're talking about, God's name not being whole. And liyached, to make God's name whole, is to come into full awareness of God's expression in the world. Right? Oh, oh here you are. I can, I can say your name. That expression is being received and met and joined with. And when that expression is being concealed and ignored or damaged or fought against, so that, that's the name is split, so to speak. The name is is not in a state of yichud. I mean, we learned uh, the piece we learned before Shavuot. Was that here? No, that was a different piece we learned. Okay. Yichlal, this, this language of yichudim, if you look in the, in the Kabbalistic literature, it's about different names to um, meditate on. But, but for the Baal Shem Dov, it's already taken out of the very specific context to just say, like, bring a kavana here that, that there's godliness suffusing. Not only everything, but this. This right now, right here. There's, there's godliness suffusing this. There's shame here. God is wanting to be known. And bringing fullness of my awareness to that and joining myself in with that. And again... Starting with the otiot means that I'm, 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 in a sense, immersing myself in it, not intellectually thinking about it. It's an experience. I'm not intellectualizing, oh, there's a God here. and there's a God. Not, It's not an analysis. It's to, to break out of word into letter is to shift out of my, my own kind of understanding and preconceived notion of, of things, of God, of me, of this reality and to allow myself to touch into something that is alive right now, emerging in this moment of God's expression. And from there, it can become a teva. From there, words can, can come to be. From there, meaning can come, to, can, can come out, understanding maybe. But, but that's not the point. The, the beginning point is to shift away from that and to, to, to really drop into the here and the now. And I want to say one more thing, just on that. That those you know, as where the Bashan get this from. To me, maybe I'm wrong. To me, it's it sounds to me like the Bashan had this experience and was was basically told in in all the strongest ways, no. And he came out as saying, but nonetheless, ah, however. Despite all of that, this, this much I know. Meaning, he, t- he met Mashiach, Mashiach says, he says, when do you come? Mashiach says, I'm not, I'm not really coming. And Vashanov comes away from that and says, oh no, but, but there has to be. There has to be a way. To me, to me this is where the Vashanov brought his own fetus here. He's like, he heard, what, he heard what he was told on high and he came back to war and he says, but I have to find a way anyway. On high, they're telling me it's not coming in this way, but I'm going to find a way anyway. And the way, again, becomes something that's, in a sense, it's total. Like they said, everyone can make Yichudim like you. He's already saying, I'm not going to go around teaching the world which name of God to think about at which moment of the day. 
I'm just going to tell yeah. people in, in all the ways that I can that, that there's godliness in everything and everywhere that they are, that there are paths that are joining ourselves with. The powerful piece that he adds, It's not just <clears throat> contemplate that there's divinity and, and universes and, and soul reality, Experience. but your soul needs to be part of it too. Put yourself into it. Right. 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 I'm kind of confused on uh, his worry based off of what the Mashiach's answer to him was Mm -hmm. that most of us are probably familiar with that part. That when is he coming? When your teachings will be, you know, spread out to the world, mm-hmm. like wellsprings and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, Yeah. So, could it be that that's not um, an and, but a result? Um, mm-hmm. That when instead of saying when your teachings are are spread out and they will be able to, but as a they will also be able to do these yichudim. But instead mm-hmm. of saying that, it says when your teachings are spread out and then they will be able like because of that they will <coughs> be able to do this also, and then the klipot will be. Um, I don't know what it's saying about it. Oh, they'll be able to. What's Yahoo there? Is um, Yahoo's they'll be exhausted. Yeah. Be so that, right, they'll be get done done for. So he's a little bit troubled because because he can't tell us the shortcut, but it's still possible. No, even on that level, he's that first answer. He said, hey, "I was just incredible pain. How long would this take? How is it ever going to be possible?" So even on that level, even if it's like, for, I mean, let's assume it means what you're saying. The teachings being spread and leading to a result of people being able to do this, it doesn't sound any simpler or quicker than the first reading of like, become, you know, yeah. it's maybe a little more, sounds a little more possible, but also equally. Um, yeah, this is just such a unattainable. This is such a like. A mind mess up for me because I've learned so many times this first part about mm-hmm. the whole inyan is to spread yeah, the in the world. Like teach the seeders, teach yeah, let's do it, right? And then you know, Chabad's really moving your hand that way specifically, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, I never heard anybody quote the Rebbe quoting the rest of the Baal Shem Tov here the, yeah. or, or any other Hasidut. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it made him extremely sad and that he couldn't uh, didn't. Can tell us how to do it. I'll put even a, a stronger question on this whole thing. You read the end of the end of the letter. So is Mashiach coming or not? You read to the end of the letter. Is Mashiach coming or not? What do you mean? Meaning, the says, "When are you coming?" Mashiach gave an answer. Balshantov came away saying, "I can't." It sounds like Mashiach's terms for coming are are unattainable. But I'm going to tell you to know this and do this. And he doesn't say at the end. He says there will be great Yichudim. He doesn't say, and at the end, Rav Gershon Kittaver will make Mashiach come anyway. He said it in a bit of a 
anyway. But I think at the end of the at the end of the day, the question remains here. It seems to me that regardless, you know, the, the, the picture of what the arrival of Mashiach looks like is different in the last paragraph than it is in the paragraphs before. Meaning, you could read this and say that Bashan Dover understood that Mashiach coming, maybe yes, maybe no, but this is what we got to do. Which I think is a, is a pretty faithful reading. You could say, oh, but the, the Balshandov came out from that experience and said, but you know what, I'm going to find a way to, to bring that messianic awareness anyway. If Mashiach doesn't want to come, we're going to bring, make ourselves have this kind of experience of Yichud anyway. Ach, however, nonetheless. But even on that level, even if that's how you want to interpret it, it's, it's different than, it's coming from, from him. It's not coming from Mashiach at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mashiach says, this is, this is how I want to come. And the Baal Shem is like, this is the hate. That ain't happening. Mashiach says to the Baal Shem Tov, when the world can, can do Yehudim and Aliyot like you can, and the Baal Shem Tov knows what he is able to experience and how unique and different that is from the rest of us. He's saying, they're supposed to reach my level? It seems to me that, that the, the answer or the approach that the Baal Shem Tov is coming out with is something that's going to take place down here from our from a human uprising. The messianic uprising, not the messianic arrival. You hear the difference? Like, Mashiach, when are you coming? So the messianic uprising, not the messianic arrival. Meaning there's going to be a revolution on the earthly plane that's going to make something happen, that's going to shake things up. Because Mashiach... From, from your terms and your conditions that you placed, I realize that's not happening. Okay, so what I'd like to do is, uh, with the time we have left, start to read. I didn't make printouts because I knew we weren't getting so deep into this. Read a little bit from the Pizetner's um, <coughs> discussion of this. This is in a sefer called Mevoha Sha'arim, the entrance to the gates, um, in chapter 3. So the Rebbe says like this: K'shayta l'Baal Shem Tov Zatzal Aliyat Neshama Bishnat Taf Kuf Zayin Hayav Ahechal Hamashiach. When the Baal Shem Tov had this soul ascent in the year 1746, and he was in the room of Mashiach, V'shalat Hamashiach Imatay Katimar says, "When is the Master going to arrive?" And now, Hamashiach Sheyaputu Mayantecha Chutza Kanoda Beigarat Kodesh Shebasefer Hakadosh Porat Yosef. When your wellsprings burst outward, as is known in the holy letter that's found in this. So now the Pizestner starts to interpret some of the meaning of this letter. Not, not in the guts of it, but in the, in the overall. Ha-chasidut, acharit ha-hitgalut lifnei ha-mashiach ha-shayavo b'mihara v'yameinu, v'reishit z'richat kavei or k'tushatohi. Chasidut is the final revelatory stage before the Mashiach, preempting the Mashiach. And Reshit Zrichat Kaveh Or Kedushato. And the beginning of the shining of the rays of light of Mashiach. Meaning it's the final, it's the teaching of Chasidut, the path of Chasidut, as we'll see, the reality of Chasidut, is the, the final stage of unfolding before Mashiach and the beginning of its light coming into the world. 
It's not just the last stop before, you know, your final destination. <laughs> it's also preempting. It's anticipatory and preempting. It's right before and bringing in what? Simchat Torah. Simchat Torah. Explain what you mean. The last parasha. The last and the beginning. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful. Ikar ha'it kalut ha'meshichit nichlel pasuk umalah ha'retzdeyat Hashem kamaim liyamachas. Before we even go on, Pesach is also saying based on this letter, you got to know when we're talking about chasidut, we're talking about bringing, bringing, bringing a letter of Mashiach. We're not just talking about learning Torah in a way. Eating kugel and drinking bourbon, like we're, we're talking about something of bringing that that light into into earthly reality. He says the ikar ha'it kolut the primary messianic revelation, is described in the pasuk umal aharetz deyat Hashem kamaim liyam mechasim, that the earth will be filled with dea et Hashem, knowing. Awareness of God, kamaim liyam mechasim, in the way that water covers the ocean. Let me ask you something: Is there any part of the ocean that's not covered by water? That's not filled with water. The ocean is nothing other than water. In Yeshayahu Yud Aleph, there will be a, a shoot from from the from Yishai. Yeah, we're talking about the the the. Descendant of, of King David, Nachalav Roch Hashem, Roch Bina, Roch Eitzel Gvur, Roch Dat, Viyarat Hashem. I feel like we read this Kaftar recently. Um, and the, the Spirit of God will rest upon him, Hashem. He's going to be smelling the fragrance of awe of God in the worlds, and he will not be judging based on what he sees or hears, but based on the, that smell, that connecting to that inner quality. He'll judge with righteousness and justice. And this is this is where I thought, yeah, and the. The wolf will lie with the lamb, the namer with the gedi, the uh, <coughs> the leopard with the with the kid. Right, we're talking about a a, a a vision of complete peace on all levels of creation. Finally, I'm just skipping ahead. There will be no destruction and no wickedness throughout my entire holy mountain. Ki because the whole earth will be filled with knowledge of God like waters cover the sea. So the, the PSS are saying this passage is describing to us what that messianic reality is. Okay, if Chasidut is bring, bring is meant to bring part of the energy and reality of Mashiach into earthliness. And this is what that is supposed to look like, the world, the earth being filled with knowledge of God, like water fills the sea. And the, the foundation of the Baal Shem Tov's Torah is completely subsumed in the way that he explained, interpreted, taught the meaning of the Pasuk, Malochala Aretz Kvodo, the whole earth is filled with God's glory. Rabim of Rabim Batora, many, many people, many Torah scholars, they, they chased down, they persecuted, they tried to suppress the Baal Shem Tov because of, of what he said, 
what he taught in, in these concepts in this pasuk. Because they said, no, the way that you're teaching, what you're saying is is making God's glory, making God's divine being something migusham, physical. You're you're materializing God. But the Vashemtov knew not only is he not materializing the divine in some inappropriate way, he's, he's expanding and increasing God's glory through this. And it's not just Pshat and Seichel, not just some intellectual. Pshat, like, ah, I got, you could read the Pasuk this way. Vashamba wasn't just teaching a new Pshat, a new way of understanding a Pasuk. Again, we haven't even got there yet. This is all just building. This isn't just a new Chap that he had. Rak etashachar shlifnei hamashiach mimarom heir. He was awakening the dawn for the coming of Mashiach. He was, in, in, in the teaching that he brought to the world, it was the beginning of the awakening. It wasn't an upshat. It wasn't a nice idea he came up with. It wasn't even a controversial idea. It wasn't an idea at all. This is what we're going to see in the PSS we'll continue this in the coming weeks, that the teaching of Hasidut is a is a change in reality. It's not just new ways of talking about things. And if, and if it were not possible, if we were not able to be makdim the shachar, to bring the dawn earlier, to hasten the dawn. And the world would not become accustomed to that beginning light of dawn. You know, it's a beautiful image. Just imagine like your eyes been living in, in dark forever. So how are you going to begin to see? He says, if we were not able to let the world begin to be accustomed to that, those beginning rays of the light of dawn, then the, the sunrise of Mashiach, the day itself, would never be able to come. We would be um, obstructing the sun from rising. Yeah, if we were not able to begin to teach, the, bring that light into the world, be hastening the dawn, then the full rising of the sun would be held back. We would be, we would be staying in its way. L'chein hichriz b'kodshim. V'yamar lo bilvad shebetoch kol davar midivrei haolam chiyut elihit nimtza. He screamed, he cried in his holiness that it's not only that in every single thing of the world, in all worldly material reality, chiyut elihit nimtza. It's not just that there's some kind of divine energy that sustains everything. And that, that the material reality, the earthliness, um, covers over and surrounds that, that divine core that gives it life, that gives it reality. It's not, that's not just, that's not the way our interaction, that's not where God's interaction with our material existence ends. Rather, materiality itself. Vigam ha'artziyut, and earthliness. Rak lanu kigeshem nire. It only appears to us as material reality. Uve'emet ha'kolavit. And in truth, everything 
with godliness. Everything. All of it. All of it. And what we need, or all we need, is eyes to see it, and a body to be mitkadesh, in our, in our bodies to become aligned with that holiness and reality. Ve'az, and then, ha'olam, when you look onto, onto the world, ata mabit al Elohim, Elohim alacha, you are looking, you're gazing upon God, and God is looking back at you. The whole earth is filled with God's kavod, God's glory. Af the earthliness, earthly reality. Halavush, v'hakelim, all garments, all forms, all vessels, all expressions. Herat yiparachem, they are all these expressions, these illuminations of God's kavod. God's kavod is filling all arets. It's not just the earth, the place of material reality is filled with godliness and we just can't see it. That's what people before the Bosham have said. The earth is really the place of God and we have to give honor to God in the earth. No, the earth itself is filled with kavod Hashem. Earthliness, there is nothing other. Kavod Hashem is permeating, like oh, Rabbi Nachman says, beautiful Hashem, that God's, God's kavod screams from every 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 pocket, every morsel of reality. Father Shem is, is so ek, Nikola. Afar, it's you. find the difference between the earth and the earthliness? Yeah. It's not just the earth is the place of God's glory. That here's an earth, God created it, and God sustains it, and there's a God behind it, and underneath it, and at its core. Mm-hmm. It's that, and that the earth is this kind of material reality superimposed upon that godly essence. There's no superimposition. There is no imposition. There's only divine expression. There's only divine. There's only godliness. There's nothing else. Don't even want to call it expression because that would imply one reaching out to the other and saying, no. The, the, the earth itself is Kvod Hashem. And when we look at the earth the, and we're looking at the world, it's God looking at God. You're looking at God and God is looking back at you. There's, there, there's a way of being subsumed into that reality, however, it requires a nine year old Vaguf Hamid Kadesh. We're gonna we'll get this is just kind of to wrap up today, we'll get to the end of this paragraph. There, there is a shift that we need to undergo to join and participate in that. It is the given in the objective sense, but that our subjective participation is <clears throat> is kind of the whole point of everything else. Yeah. We'll get let me just read the end of the paragraph and we'll 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 wrap up. So that earthliness, that garments, that kalim, that vessels, they're all filled of God's shining light. This teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, of Eretz being filled with Kod Hashem, yeah, of earthliness being nothing other than, than that divine reality. This is the beginning of that messianic reality, for the earth coming to full awareness of God. That will um, have its full manifestation 
the coming of Mashiach, look back to that puzzle from Yeshayahu, the earth being aware of God. Until now, we thought, Malhar's Deat Hashem means every person on earth knows God, right? That's probably how we read that passage, because that must be the whole earth, meaning everyone in the world. But the, the Pesach says, no, after the Baal Shem Tov's teaching, that that earthliness is godliness, earthliness itself, earth itself, having that full realization of there being only awareness of God throughout all of physical reality. That is the destination that the Baal Shem Tov's teaching is beginning to point us towards. It's beginning to, it's giving us an entryway to begin to, again, in his words here, um, feel some of the beginning rays of the light of dawn. It's beginning to dawn on us. <laughs> it's not the full rising of the sun, but the sun won't come. We won't be able to receive that, that light unless we begin to crack open a, a new way of perceiving him and, and having a sense of what that, you know, oriented towards that, towards that reality, towards that fullness. Um, we'll spend a few sessions going through the Rebbe's um, chapter here. It's really just one chapter that we're going to read in the Sefer, but where he's, really the rest of this chapter, he's going to be, is devoted to explaining what, what's the new teaching that, that the Baal Shantov and Chassidut brings to the world. What does it mean for us and what does it mean for Avotat Hashem? What, what does it look like to walk a path of service of God that's in line with this vision? How is that different from what came before it? And how is it relevant to us in our Avotat?